Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Special episode. Christmas episode. Can you give us a spin? Nice. No. Go on. A twist. Give us a, a twirl. It fits. It fits good. I'm not. I'm not bothered how it fits. Oh shit! Sorry. I'm. I'm not, I'm not give a fuck how it fits. You really think I've come out in a Christmas jumper to look good? No, but we think you look good. So we want to have a. Look, we want to. I'm have a not look. bothered what you think about my outfit. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. No, the series is finished. Obviously, we talked about the series being finished, but. We t- Sentimental well, one, in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dads, dads and lads. Between you, give us your favourite moment of the series. Just gone. Favourite trip. I wish it had given us a bit more time. time. No, I wish, yeah. about that. Just... I'll go early and say the trip to Spain. Alicante. Sharpie. Yeah. And oh, we're on the beach. Yeah. I feel Four like o'clock. you just said, talk about uh, a favourite moment and then... When we were talking moment. about it earlier, you've taken my favourite moment and said, yeah, and now I've got to come up with a new one. Yeah. Well, we could all have the same favourite moment, can't we? It was we? the best one, yeah. Lied yeah. on the beach about four o'clock when we first got there. A couple of Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. The podcast played second fiddle, and that's when you know yeah. it's a good trip, when yeah. we're like, oh, fuck, we've got to go and do a bit of graft. Yeah. Because yeah. we're on the beach, we got a footy, didn't we? Two touch matty, bit of food. Lots of food. That's one to be fair, the food was food. shit. The food, were, I think we had. A sh- I don't think we had a nice meal, did we? No. Well, no, we didn't. I did. I had three burgers, if you remember. <laughs> Walking back from beach, they were yeah. Matt and all the burgers. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a bad one. The others. Um, the, the in best terms one. of episodes, no, tr- not, we're not bothered about the podcast. Just all right, okay. Yeah. Memorable trips. Trips. Dorkin was a good one. Trips. Yeah. Yeah. So that we're on. Bastard. We're actually on our Christmas do. We're working on this Christmas do. That's what that's our mm. fucking in the hotel room prior to Christmas do. We've just been for a bit of munch in Manchester, and now we're going to go and have a few drinks. I think uh, we've got a an Irish bar tapped up, maybe with a bit of bit of music. Lovely. John's John's come out for the occasion. I actually really look do good. like you do it. Look good. I don't not like it. I'm not bothered. Do you remember? Couldn't give a fuck. Because obviously this episode went out on Patreon, um, but. Obviously, your dad, mm-hmm. Big Bomber Brown. It was a request of mine, wasn't it? Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. can it can it go he, out? Do you know what? He got a lot of confidence from it. Yeah, he was. All, he always had a bit of. I, know, I think I've said this on the on one of the outros, but a bit of inferior syndrome. Yeah, is that a thing? 
No. Well, uh, it's, 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 it's in, it imposter syndrome. It, yeah, everybody understands what the word inferior means and <laughs> syndrome, <laughs> so you put them together. The, the, the saying. Yeah, imposter um, syndrome. He was happy with her. He's a new man now, nah, and he's not fucking happy dinner circuit and all sorts. He's bringing. Uh, and don't they give him that confidence? Definitely. Like, said, like yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But like joking apart, you said that he went and did a Q and A. He got asked to do a Q and A, and he went and did it, and he took props. Took props, and yeah. If he asked to do that, if, if I asked him to do that a year ago, not a help. See, we're changing, we're changing people's lives, aren't we? <laughs> Next thing, Bob will be in Hollywood. <laughs> it will. It'll be in a. It'll be in a show. It's, it's a brilliant episode. Like, yeah, we had, we had to put it out. The fact that it's Brownie's dad as well. Yeah. We've asked the Patreons, and and I think they all said it were fine, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, they did. and I, I think more for you, like you, you wanted maybe didn't want it to go out on the main one initially, and would I be right in saying just to see how it went down at no. first? No, I think <laughs> went straight down. I think, no. I think, I think, think with the fact, I think with the fact we didn't have another Patreon to put out, I think <laughs> yeah. it was that. I think more than all, but no, it went down so well on Patreon. With so bomber be fucking strutting around there, beautifully. Will like, he be the man, like, of, man of the town? Yeah, he's absolutely. But he rings us and he goes, "I've just been on a been on a walk." Somebody pulled us, lad. <laughs> Somebody pulled us, lad. Love the podcast, Brownie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's... If he's going to get his teeth done and his hair done, and that's <laughs> next, isn't it? It's a good... And to be fair, my favourite bits were the bits away from football. Just growing up and... Yeah. So there's about... The good old days. Everything, yeah. The, what, oh, what, were the, what were the spine? Curvature of the spine. Curvature, curvature of the spine. The spine. Yeah. yeah. Brownie sat yeah. there like a question mark. But on his uh, on his Q and A, he went to the next level and took props, you know, for his stories. He proper went to town, worked in the room, and <laughs> so he's really has. <laughs> that, that's not me, Dad. Kicked him on. Yeah, sent into the fucking Peter K the North, <laughs> isn't it? It's <laughs> <laughs> just doing show, show after show after show. <laughs> and the place where we recorded, um, Witch in the Hair. That's the first time my dad had been, and we had a remember the nibbles yeah. beforehand. He's the best customer now. He, he just keeps going once a week. Just keeps going back for food. Is he getting him free? And he's no, he's big celeb. I there. think he's getting a bit of discount. Oh. Yeah. That's why he keeps. There's a bit back. of a face around them parts <laughs> now. <laughs> but yeah, a bit of a bonus for Christmas, and we hope everybody has a great Christmas. Though, and we talked about the Patreon there. We've actually got a, which would be a perfect Christmas present mm-hmm. if you ask me. You know, if you know that you, if if you're listening now, you, your dad's listening to this, or your your husband, and you're like, oh, he likes that podcast. They have a Patreon. Well, twelve month subscription Christmas special, sixteen percent off. You can pay up front for twelve months, and that gets you all the episodes for the next twelve months and every episode that we've recorded previously. That's hundred and fifty. See, I, I thought fifteen percent would be enough. No. But we're always taking no. an inch, aren't we? Yeah, sixteen yeah. percent. It's, it's a bit greedy, Chris. Yeah, but all you, you know, I'm the worst for it. My mum saying, "What do you I'm what giving them one percent more?" Oh, I'm thinking of from an hour and a half you're being greedy uh, uh, not me <laughs> my mum every year what do you want for Christmas I don't know so if I like this podcast I'd just say there's the link yeah yeah. cheers mum say no 12 more month. Just 12 month just get us that man. and like we said there's what 150 episodes I don't know and not just that just supporting the podcast as well yeah, because we do. We, we are a really all appreciate that country and that, aren't we? Stopping in these expensive B and Bs. We appreciate everybody um, yeah, listening throughout 2023 and uh, continuing to listen into 2024. 2024. How many pints have we had? I think we've managed um, to five. Steady, steady away. Right, come on, let's fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>
Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, one and all. Enjoy Bomber. And put loads of comments in because he'll fucking love it. He reads them all, you know. <laughs> I know he does. <laughs> I know he does. He'll be sending you screenshots. <laughs> but Merry Christmas, everybody. Richie thought I'd be in fancy dress. A <laughs> <laughs> man, <a> man Keeney. <laughs> I thought about it actually. Fancy dress. What was your gone? Probably Freddie Mercury. Want to break free? <laughs> you'd you'd be a bit. Oh, oh, you've done that. I've done it now in Scarborough. <laughs> Scarborough. I'll be doing it this year now. That one. Mm-hmm. Theme is pop singers. So. May as well use it again. What was Get the... it back out the bag. Exactly. What was the one when I came to Scarborough and you just had the pink and you just lipstick all over your face? I know. The ba- no, it was the baby. Was no, when you just that wasn't the baby. That baby was last year. They do big bus down from the northeast every year. Full house, isn't it? Oh, it's and brilliant. On the, Been I mean, going for it, years. My mum used to run it. You have a full full weekend, but the Sunday's the big day. Newcastle packet. Newcastle packet on the seafront. She closes, well, she doesn't close the pub, but we just fill it. Boxes it off for you. And um, it doesn't get any better. And they're all over 70. (laughs) (laughs) 70 in the 80s now, you know. I robbed my uncle, 78, who doesn't look at like, but he loves it. He takes about four or five outfits down, (laughs) puts it on, gets in the toilets, gets changed again, different outfit. (laughs) Absolutely crackers. Who was it the other day saying? See, it was, there was only me now. Rob used to get dressed up, you know. Then all of a sudden, it all took all off. The, all the oldies are getting dressed up. They took, they were, took over the place. I, I kind of get up now. <laughs> so Sunday's Sunday's fancy dress day? Oh, oh all I, weekend? No, just uh, on the... On, it's karaoke, really. On a Friday, Saturday, go to the a pub, the Albert. <laughs> she puts uh, food on now, put sandwiches on, which is no good for us because you get even a meal, so you're, f- you're full anyway. But they still go off the sandwiches because you know she's going to get a, a load of us in. Honestly, knock the bears down, these el- these oldies. They put a competition on, they all do a. Is it the lasses behind the bar do a competition on the best dressed, best fancy dress? And... Well, they do, con- there's loads of little prizes. I got uh, bloody disqualified like, a couple of years ago. Said I was bribing the barriers. Yeah. <laughs> with the judges. Were you? No. Yeah. I, I got my money out to get a drink. And they said I was, they said I was bribing them. I, said, I was kicked off, I tell you. Disqualified from a fancy dress competition. <laughs> what are you going as this year? Uh, I'm going as a free Mercury. And I'm going as, I want one of them thongs. The leopard print. Oh, from the them Why videos. Is it your house? <laughs> I took them. <laughs> Do you know from the videos that we did? And I'm going to put them on. I've got a nice tight little crop top top. One is right said Fred. I'm oh. going to sing. Uh, dip the dip. What did they say? I'm too sexy. I'm too sexy. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me me at bloggy. He's going to get up now. We're going to have to put that video on of you doing. There's the baby and. I lost all Oh, I, did, I went as um, the Proclaimers, didn't I? I sang it, had a kilt on. 
had a kilt on and all the gear. I had a ginger beard, had the hair, the big ginger wig. And so I went to this charity shop. I said, Julie, there's no way I'm going to find a kilt in a, in a charity shop. And walked in, there's the kilt in the window. <laughs> And bought it. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. What beauty killed. Bought that. And would you believe it? He's at one of them jock wigs with, with, the, with the, the tartan hat on. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Bought that. <laughs> that was me. I bag. think I won that year. I think it was the ball bag. Oh, the ball bag's good. Cool, <laughs> Best thing I've ever bought. Comes out every year. That's always on. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter who I'm playing. <laughs> It's been around my neck, I know, a couple of times. <laughs> but they take it so seriously, the karaoke, don't they? The Browns. Oh, terrible. Like my uncle Rob will be... So is it the full squad out, the full the Browns, Browns squad? It's just... Uh, well, they used to have a Browns night in Easton, didn't they? Yeah. It was just... Uh, it wasn't necessarily relatives, but... Hundreds. The, my own, the cousin, Tom Brown, he used to run the Legion in Easton. So they had a Browns night. So there's hundreds of them come in. And they've had a night to karaoke and Andy Brown, country, country uh -huh. western singer, <laughs> topping. He went to America, you know. <laughs> Honestly, he went to America and he he he. What's the word I'm looking for? Can I, can I come? What's James the word? Jim Brown. What happened when he con he conquered America? The one in the steer. He was that good. <laughs> he came home to get back to Easton. He could. He was a superstar. I'm telling you, you Google him, Andy yeah. Brown. I've never seen you this <laughs> passionate about. Anything? All relatives? Oh, I don't know. Or just like, get, Stewie Brown in the end. I don't think they're nah, relatives, they're but really they all just used to congregate. So my uncle Rob, who, who's, who takes four outfits down, his brother, Uncle Ed, my uncle Rob's up singing, because he, he does this one with a... He puts a pair of false teeth in and just sings my way in, in Chinese. <laughs> Japanese. Oh, Japanese, sorry. He's a Japanese uh, suicide pilot, isn't he? <laughs> Kamikaze. Kamikaze pilot. <laughs> and he's got these teeth in. And he sings my way in Japanese. Well, he's in English. But Uncle Ed's hard as nails, isn't he? And he ended up, it ended up kicking off this karaoke. So my Uncle Ed's fighting. Why is it kicked off? This was in states. This was in states. They've got caravans in states. Right. So Ed, Ed's done time in Boston. But he's uh, hard as nails. And he... Uh, <laughs> I, I Rob's up singing in this little pub. There's only two pubs in Stairs, and we're in this one. I Rob's singing. And all of a sudden, he looks at her and he's our head <laughs> hitting somebody, <laughs> fighting. Now Rob, now, Rob carries on singing. He can't watch it doing. He gets hired out, our head. So he try, obviously, our Rob's got to follow him and the wives. And our head's going, Did you see that one, Rob? I caught him. Did you see it? <laughs> Is he fighting in the pub? Got barred. There's only two pubs in there. Steers. <laughs> finished his song though. Oh, I finished his song. <laughs> that boy was getting beat up. Ah, but my way. <laughs> oh, Rob's, oh, Rob's the opposite of our head, even though they're brothers. Our head's hard. Used to ring bloody rabbits' necks. Next. And my granddad used to <laughs> used to go out hunting hares. The kitchen, honest, all these hairs hanging from the kitchen ceiling. He'd got a stunt like. Gutted them. Then there was a, a bit of a thing with hares and rabbits that there was a disease or something. All the cats were gone missing. He was, he was killing the cats with granddad. The police knocked on his door. Why? He was killing the cats to eat them. To eat them? Fuck off! 
to eat them. He had the cats hanging out from. Well, because he couldn't have rabbit. There, there was some. There, there was a disease. Was a disease going, there was a shortage, a shortage of hares and, and, and rabbits. Then all of a sudden, cats were going missing. Police, they were reporting to the police there. My cat, honest hundreds. It's my granddad. <laughs> then he got arrested for it. <clears throat> there wasn't any evidence hanging up in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> now, like a good, uh, what do you call it? It used to be rabbit stew. It was uh, really cat stew. I probably I've had hundreds of cats probably for my dinner. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> Hard. Oh they god. Were. They both died at fifty-four. Like my grandma and granddad Brown, fifty-four-year-old. If the the dogs, there was, there was, ah, I was loads of dogs. But if they had puppies, there was too many. You would just put them in the in a tub of cold water, drown them. No. Never thought twice, just drown it. And oh, I, didn't, I, I don't know. Oh, starters. I don't know how I grew up soft as shite. <laughs> I, sh I should have been hard watching all this. <laughs> just, put, just put them in starters, starters <laughs> box now, just with a little, little nibble on them, a little Dalmatian. Aye, <laughs> ah, I did a year in Boston. <laughs> he is, he just looks hard, milkled. <laughs> Thanks once again to Fairplay for sponsoring this episode, our special bonus episode for Christmas. Bomber Brown. Alan Brown. Brown. Can I just say, Chris, the last result, John's fault. John picked the result. Congratulations, everyone who took took part in la our last episode's Fairplay. The first time I've picked one and it's gone down for There's us, hasn't it? special. What were it, West Ham? We said West Ham and Tottenham, both teams to score, no. <laughs> And it was always going to, wasn't it, when we think about that? Yeah, well, it's easy after, isn't it? Hindsight is a wonderful it's thing. Congratulations after. to everyone who took part. If you don't know the rules, everybody put a fiver in. We lost. We took a tenner home. So congratulations. But we're going again this week. And what have we got, John? So we think that there's going to be over 31.5 goals across the yep. whole of the Premier yeah. League weekend. So there's under 32 goals, basically. Mm -hmm. Keeping it simple. Everybody will take on a tenner that puts the fiver in. If there's over, then happy days. Merry Christmas. Get me your Christmas jumper. This is actually my favourite jumper in my wardrobe now. What do they need to do, Chris? Download the app. All you've got to do, download the Fair Play app. Link's in the description. If you use the code COSH when you sign up, you'll get sent the under the COSH bet. Comes through, tap on, put your fiver in. If you win, tenner in the account. Please, please, please do gamble responsibly. It's just a bit of fun and yeah. you've got to be over 18. And it's not you? just that as well. It's not just the under the cost bets either. You can have a bet with your mates as well, which we've spoken about before, but we're on our Christmas do now, aren't we? And I've heard the next bar we're going to, once we've left this luxurious, luxurious hotel room, is a sports bar and we're going to have round the board, on the dartboard, all the fivers in. Finish on the ball. Winner takes the pot. Winner's on the... Winners on the ball. Winners on the ball. <laughs> we could be there a long time, could we? Might be as one and loser, all. Loser, loser, has to put the elf suit on for the night as well. Yeah. One size fits all. But Good winner, job. five is in. So yeah, the link's in the description. Just click on the link, use that code COSH and get involved in the COSH bet. To play this fair play, you've got to be over 18. Please do gamble responsibly. Always gamble responsibly. Just a bit of fun, bit of crack. Dads and lads today. We've been, eventful we've been pushing for eventful this. Eventful 10 minutes, that we've one. Been, we've been pushing for this for a while, haven't we? So, well, since we started. And to yeah. be fair, uh, you'd think that Bomber had, had watched some, wouldn't you? But he just said, 
How does this start then? <laughs> so you obviously don't fucking watch any, do you? Has it started? <laughs> <laughs> Got your merch on as well. <laughs> oh, aye. I ain't it tonight. I've not, is that a special? I've not seen that colour. Oh, aye. Last time I was down his house, he doesn't have got it. I whipped it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dusty Pink. I, I think I'd have had that one if I'd have known that one. <laughs> the <laughs> offer went. The offer went to you as well. Dusty Pink hoodie and yeah. T-shirt. Aye. Two what for a hoodie, like. So you oh, are... Oh, hearing Zakynthos, it's getting a bit warm, isn't it? We normally do a... Well, Chris normally does extensive research, but all I've got here is Alan Bomber Brown dash fast question mark. Because there was a comment saying he was the fastest player he'd seen playing for Sunderland. Well, at school, I hated athletics, but because I was fast, they made us do it. They said, if you don't do it, you're not playing football. So obviously had to do it. And I remember going to these, it was the school where there was, obviously there was us, Easy and there was Ryup, met together and you ran it, I think it was Shotton, might have been Shotton Hall, Pete Lee, 100 metres I was running. And I'm, I'm nervous as out, I hated, hated running. So I went down and these are these lads with spikes on and doing stretching and all that stuff and I'm thinking, oh, I had my sand shoes on. I had a pair of sand shoes. <laughs> I just oh, I just sat down. I was nervous as hell. I hated it. I'm waiting for the start. Right, on your marks. I get up. I like, like jumping up and like you seen them on the telly, jumping up <laughs> and down and arm. I just stand there down, get down low. And I'm just standing up. On your marks, get said, go. And I was away. I think I finished second, but I wasn't really trying. <laughs> <laughs> I got picked for the uh, for the county, and I had to go to this massive school in um, Durham. A massive event. My mate Stewie, Stewie Robinson, he was running the 1,500 metres, good long distance runner. So we went together, and I'm sitting, I'm honest, I feel sick with nerves. I've got to do this 100 metres. Anyway, Stewie gets up, he runs his 1,500, does well. I think he finishes top three. And he comes back, sits down, he says, oh, I said, Stewie... I'm going, I'm going home. <laughs> so he gets up, I gets home, gets the bus, gets home. What, because you're nervous? Oh, aye. I felt sick, I was going to be sick. Just went home. I don't know what happened, I can't remember what the consequences. Right, you didn't I, got, I didn't get uh, barred from school anyway, that's, I think that's what I was hoping for. I, he run it for you. <laughs> so, aye, but it could have 73 seconds. He was he quite is. quick, yeah, Stewie, like, you know. What was the crap with the, the football team? The all it was at the All England final. The, uh, yeah, the school we, team. We had a very successful team for a, a small, uh, a small school, secondary school. That's all we were against all these comprehensive schools. Two years running, we got to the final. So were you a striker at school? Yeah, aye. But I was uh, whip it. That was my strength. I was a runner, really, really. Yeah, I, I kept telling people didn't pass to us because I kind of control it. <laughs> I would have been a superstar, suddenly. If the, I kept telling the players, didn't pass to us, because the fans would have looked at me runs and thought, there's Brownie making a great run, nobody's passed to him. But they were passing to us. <laughs> so I was cocking it up, wasn't I? The touch was crap. <laughs> but, uh, were you playing Saturday League, Sunday League? I, and... Yeah, I would play, I played for Easy and um, Juniors as well. We played the, on the, for the school on the Saturday. But like I say, for this this competition, we were going to these comprehensive schools and you had to win your own league first. 
And then you went into county competition and we're playing all these comprehensive schools. They used to come in with a minibus and they had the, the blazers on the ties. We had to get the public transport. To, if we were playing away, I remember we played at Washington once, we all go on the same bus on there, paid our money to get there. <laughs> Pay yourself. Oh, all right. Get on the bus, got there, scruffy as out. You know, we, look, we were scruffs. Got to the thing, hammered them again <laughs> and went home. And that was it. It was so easy. That's how good this, these lads were that I was playing with. And did any of the other lads go on to All of them make? went away. All of them went so away. Were you the only one who went on to play There was Stewie. Um, there was one, Robbie Manser. He, he went to Forest. Um, sent half. Huey Hutton went to Colchester. Sent half. He was a year younger than me, than us. And he played in the, the year after, who did exactly the same as what we'd done that year. So we two years, he was in the final. But he went to Colchester and he, he got homesick. He didn't. He didn't like it and came home to go down the pit. And he went down the pit and he wasn't there long. And there's a lad called Rob Rob Frecker, who used to be our goalkeeper for this for this team, but he he fell out with the teachers. He must have been a uh, naughty boy. And he they dropped him. So he never played for the team again. But he went down the pit and the fist wasn't there long. He got crushed. He got crushed and killed down the pit, 17, 16, 17 year old. And Huey was there with him. Obviously Huey had come back from Colchester to go down the pit. And he saw his best mate crushed. But it's still spoken about, isn't it? This all England team. Oh, I tell it's you. In the newspapers the thing, and even now, was, I, don't, I don't really understand it. We had a reunion a few years ago. A, a lad called Gary Lamb organized it. He's a, you call him, actually you call him Gary AFC Sunland. Lamb, he changed his name. <laughs> <laughs> So it's Gary EFC Sunderland Lamb, but he was, and he used to drive around in a, a red, and, red and white car stripes. He had arse, all of his gear, everything he wore, his watch, everything was Sunderland. Just went to away games, home games, and uh, all of a sudden he fell out with them. Somebody upset him in the, I don't the know what, some in the club. And he, he never, no, he never changed. He's still got it. Right. But he's. Uh, too much hassle. Uh, too much hassle to change yeah. it back. But he, he stopped going. He stopped going as much. He was somewhat upset him. I can't. I can't think. Reorganised the reunion for the football team. Did it at the um, the Colliery Welfare at Easton, and it was freezing. Like the heat was honest. Honestly, you're not getting any colder than that. It was freezing, and um, we you you go now and you're meeting people and shaking hands with people. You're looking at you think I didn't recognise. You know, I'm telling guy who's where's that, and then. <clears throat> Standing in like a group, everybody's pleased to meet you, great to see you've done well. And all of a sudden, this lad, call him Kenny Arthur, ex I wasn't uh, the crowd's favourite really, but he's standing all of a sudden, he went, Yeah, you were effing, I don't know how you effing made a football, you effing shit. Uh, he's, only, he's only on his first pint, he's <laughs> an ex, ex copper. He says, You were effing shit, you were effing shit at school. And I don't know how you got to Sunderland, because you're the worst footballer I've ever seen. 
I said, and I thought to myself, well, at least he's telling this to me for years. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't talked to me about it. I said, there's one consolation. <laughs> Bloody hell, I didn't think I was that disliked. <laughs> but he, he said it and I, I was gobsmacked. Did I you... went for you to say he was joking? No. No, dead no. serious. He, oh, he couldn't stand us. You're the worst footballer. And you were, were, were you with school. him at school? Oh, he was a year. Was he I in the he team? Was, he was a year, no, he was a year. Maybe it's two year older. But he, st he came out with that. He says, You're the worst footballer. You're the shitest footballer at school. And you're the shitest footballer at Sunderland. And I, I just stood with my mouth open. <laughs> I thought, well, maybe he's about six pints. He was only on his first pint. <laughs> Bitter. <laughs> Jesus, I didn't know that. Oh, aye, bloody hell. What, uh, if you hadn't. We'll get into how Sunderland got in touch, but what were your options at that time, finishing well, school? Well, like, I mean, a lot of lads was, just going I, in the... I was playing for... Um, but I mean, it, life options, like a lot of lads going in the pit. pit. I was ready to go down the pit. Right. I, that was not, I had any qualifications on that, man. Like I said, I was hopeless at school. Unclassified and everything. <laughs> I didn't know I stayed. This, you caught, the M class was the top class. Then you had the A's, the B's, the C's. That's all well when the snotty green stuff. <laughs> They did the adult green snotty nose come out. I'm thinking, oh, I didn't deserve to get in the seas. <laughs> Were you in the seas? No, I was in the ears. But I couldn't believe I was in the ears all my school, uh, like, career right. sort of thing. So was it just going over your head? I don't know how I stayed in the ear class. The bees, but not the seas. I couldn't have gone in the seas. <laughs> different, different world in that. Uh, oh, I tell you. But I don't know how I kept in the ears. But I was playing in... Uh, for Easy and Juniors, um, and I tell you what, I, hey, I, I might have been deserved to go into the seas. Actually, I used to walk. <laughs> I, honestly, I used to walk around. I'm still the same now. I look. I always look on the floor for stuff. My dad was the same. He used to get you know, hundreds of combs. My dad he used to pick combs up and clean them and take them home. Take them home, clean them. <laughs> and uh, I'm the same. I'm looking on the deck all the time, everywhere I go. And I was on the football pitch playing. I was getting beat seven out. And I'm looking at, and there's a screw-in stud. A screw-in stud, I thought, I'll have that. So I picked it up, <laughs> put it down my sock. I said, champion. Game came on, winger got the ball, crossed, and I went in and side-footed. It hit the studler. I was in, I was rolling about. The physio came on, I didn't tell him. I didn't tell him I had a screw-in stud down my sock. It's going to be fine too. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just I think I pulled something. <laughs> anyway, got beat. I scored anyway, seven-one, yeah. and that was it. And then somebody says, "Something scout here," and they said, uh, "I think it could be watching you." I said, "You joking?" Aye. So, so I'm walking never on It was Charlie Ferguson. La came up. So I'm uh, Charlie Ferguson. I'm, you know, really interested in signing you for. I said, "Oh yeah." Honest, I was gobsmacked. Anyway, shook his hand, he said, we'll be in touch. He had me mum, give me mum's tel dad's telephone number. I went back and then, it was ages, wait, maybe it's weeks, I never heard of it. I was ready to go down the pit. It was that close. You all signed up. Uh-huh. And then, what I did, I didn't even, I didn't phone. I wrote a letter. Dear Charlie, uh, furthered our discussion. You know, <laughs> you said, you said that you wanted to sign us. Um... I uh, haven't heard anything from you. Can you? He's my mum's phone number again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, gets a call. Charlie, can I come and see you? It's yours. I've got all your, um, your contract and that. 
come and see her. And I says, right. I was only weeks from going down the pit. So will it be the summer after you left school? It will be, yeah. A few, just a few so weeks. Uh -huh. 16. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Charlie does all that, does all the thing and says, right, shut me hand, taking them to the door, knock on the door, <clears throat> open the door. Newcastle scout. He looked at Charlie, went, I'm too late, aren't I? So Newcastle interested now. And I didn't didn't have a clue. So this is when the, the Sunderland scout's walking out uh -huh. and there's a Newcastle yeah. scout there. Newcastle scout standing on my doorstep. He said, I think I'm too late, aren't I? <laughs> I know you said you weren't the bridges. You didn't send the letter to the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> but because we were that successful in the, with there was loads of scouts there, loads yeah. of them watching, watching us and watching the, the obviously the other teams and all. And were you were you family Sunderland fans and so? Were you well, my Sunderland dad used fan? to take us to Newcastle to oh. start with, because his mates used to go there. So I watched Win Davies and Pop Robson. Watch, I watched. And then all of a sudden, I don't know why it changed, whether my dad, uh, he started taking us to Sunderland. So, <clears throat> so I was standing in the Roker end, I was standing in the Roker end, and, um, and that was it. I think I was a Sunderland supporter. <laughs> so, so that summer right, was White Yes in the youth team? I hadn't even, well, I'm getting there yet, really. Oh, sorry. <laughs> We're going to the fucking screen, Chris. Don't, don't, don't interrupt us when I'm on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so I, when I used to go as a supporter, this probably before, I'd, obviously because before I'd signed, and there wasn't as many there as uh, there, there was now. gaps. Yeah. And honest, I, I stood behind, and remember this clear as day, this bloke. And for honest, as soon as the team came out, he started on Bobby Kerr. The game hadn't even kicked off. And he was, and I'm th I didn't understand this. And oh, for 90 odd minutes, Bobby was always give 100%. Always. He used to run his bollocks off, you know. And this block was, for 90 odd minutes, hammered him. Was he captain? Was he Sunderland captain in the cup final, Bobby Kerr? Yeah, uh-huh. So Sunderland legend. So that leads us to when I'm playing. I must be able to 18. And, um, Just before then, you know, the money that you would have got for going down pit uh -huh. to your YTS? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what the money was. No? No. Nah. I probably got contracts somewhere, but I... But would, you would it have been comparable? less money to be probably, a YTS than yeah. what you would oh, have been? Oh, aye. Why, so, still, uh, a chance uh -huh. of not going down pit. Oh. Signing like, Samuel. <laughs> like, a lot of lads went down there. Who I went to school with, you know. Most, most of them went down there. Like I said, leading on to that, that's why I mentioned this. All of a sudden, my mum came to it. I was only probably 18, and she's at the, going to her first match. And I'm playing, and, and there's these two blokes. My dad's telling us this after the uh, the event. And she'd, these two blokes were just destroying us. Absolutely, she said, absolutely hammering us. You know, didn't give us the lickings of a dog. And um, it, that's why I tell that about Bobby. I said, why did they pick on Bobby? Because he was... Obviously, if you did take a dislike to somebody, yeah. that's it. And apparently, these two blokes non stop. And she started got upset, started crying, started hitting them on the head with a handbag. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, she was, she was crying, but she was angry. And she was hitting them with a handbag <laughs> over the head. And I think she went home. She couldn't take any more. <laughs> and my dad told us this, this story. She never went back to Roker Park. 
Never but went after back. that moment. Uh-huh. Never went back. And were, were you aware on pitch? Are you oh, against I, it? Oh, I. I took it. I think I took it personally. I he, yeah, I heard everything that was aimed at me. Where you got players like Bob Lee. I think everybody got, got it. Yeah. But I, I used to hear it and think, and took it personal. Yeah. Did you, know? you go in your shell? I think it didn't help. I think it didn't help. It didn't help. But uh, I like the arm on the shoulder and the, the, yeah. the somebody. But you must have been doing well though if you played in the first team at eighteen that age. Well, I was. What happened was, so I signed me my contract, two year apprenticeship, um, and I th- I'm not sure if I was still an apprentice, and they took us up to Berwick to play in a pre season game. I thought, bloody hell, that's uh, couldn't believe it. I don't think I played, but there was a. When the coach, it was Bob Stoke, oh, and um, a coach called Ian McFarlane, Scotch, Scots uh, coach. Every other word was effing. Never heard anything like it with Ian. What a character like. So he, at the end of the game, Berry came, he says, Brownie, you're going to, um, going to take you to Sweden with the first team. I says, right. I says, I says, but my mum and dad's away on holiday, yeah. I just came out with Ella. Mum and dad's on holiday. I can't, I can't go. I said, I'm staying with my grandma Alderson. I says, uh, I can't go. I'm staying with my grandma Alderson. He says, No. He says, What I'll do, I'm going to take you home, get back to the Park. I'm going to take you back to your grandma's. He said, um, So I know where she lives. And then tomorrow, I said, I haven't got a passport. He says, Tomorrow, go to Sunland. And we get you one of them cardboard ones for a year. I don't know if they still do them. <laughs> it's a temporary uh, one. Ne- temporary, I'm assuming you've never been out of the country. No. Nah. <clears throat> so he says, I'll come pick you up. I'll take you to Sun. We'll get you a photograph taken it for last year. So on the way, <clears throat> on the way home, he says, uh, there's a dog track in there in Easton village. I says, oh, hi. He says, right, lead the way. Tell us where I'm going. <laughs> I says, right. Took us to the dog track. Turns in, pulls in, takes us, I gets us out. He takes it, he says, right, come with me. Puts us on the uh, sand. He says, don't you effing move a muscle from this effing. Because it was, uh, honestly, it was just his language. Effing, effing, effing. Don't move. And I didn't, I stood like that, la. Didn't even, but the only thing ever turned me head, but <laughs> he went to put bets on. And he came back, he says, right, that's me sorted. We'll watch, watch this. And, so I'm just standing, waiting for him to, for the main to finish. <laughs> I thought you just stood there and fucking trap six just came <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I thought I was dreaming. And what was he meant to be doing, just taking you home? Taking me grandma's. Because he wanted to know where she lived so he could pick us up the next day to take us to Sunland for my passport. So at the end of the meeting, gets back in the car, takes us to my grandma's. He says, right, I'll pick you up tomorrow. <clears throat> and he took us to Sunland the next day and got a passport done. For a year, I was off to Sweden. <laughs> and, uh, had you been around the first team? Like, you see, no, training I just did that Berwick thing. Right. So then you just, Berwick, that was now just, you're on the plane with right? the first team off right. to Sweden. Gary Rowell and Joan, Sean. So we trained, and then he, he told, he says, I did, if there was a game on, he would say, right, lads, go and get uh, some rest, go to bed, or just relax for the game, game tonight. Or if there was a day off, just go and enjoy yourselves. and... 
Except you, Brownie. And there was two big bags. There was, must have been 20 pairs of leathers. You had a, a screw in, stood one pair. You only had one pair in them days. Leather boots. And there was a, you had a pair of rubber boots, to what you trained in. He says, come with me, Brownie. Get one of them bags. So I followed him out when we sat in the sun and cleaned these, all the boots. Cleaned all the, the first team boots. And, but I got on. Played about three games and I got on about 20 minutes each game. And I scored. I did all right, you know. I, I couldn't believe it when I got home. Um, my mum and dad had cut out. My mum and dad were back there, not all of them. Getting the sun and echo and they'll know the neck on. My picture was all out with the papers. And I, I've got my scrapbook night like Wonder Boy and I couldn't believe it. I thought, bloody hell, that's unreal. Because as well, like the pe local papers then, back oh, then, I... you've no internet or anything. That's like the holy uh, grail of the list, it? yeah. Mm. Envy of Alt Street. I just couldn't believe it. Up. I couldn't believe it. Your mum must have been proud as uh -huh. punch. Look, look at our uh -huh. Alan here. I remember when we were over, I got a, I got a day off from cleaning boots. And uh, there was G Gary, Gary Rowell, Joe, I think Joe was there, Sean Elliott, maybe he's Aussie. But there was a few there and they said, fancy the pictures, Brownie? And I was, yeah, you know, I'll count the pictures. So I f just followed them, you know, it was like a sheep. <laughs> I was, went in the pictures, they didn't even know I was on. <laughs> so watching, so it was packed, packed with full of swades. And I tell you what was on, the, it was the, the Pink Panther cartoons. <laughs> And they loved it. They were laughing. They were in hysterics, like, watching these cartoons. And so that was it. And then the main event came on. I'm thinking, bloody pussy talk. <laughs> it was porn. <laughs> porn film and pussy talk, you called it. And I thought, pussy talk? And <laughs> it brought us, it introduced us to pornography. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, but now the storyline was, this woman's pu pussy <laughs> talked, <laughs> and it was telling, telling, telling the girl's life story who she shagged in that, you know. <laughs> it's Swedish as well. You, sh you, you could even tell. That's shagging all these blokes. And I thought, bloody, well, it was a, it was an afternoon out. <laughs> get, me, get me back to them gorpers. <laughs> but it was nice to be invited, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe he's gone from Pink Panther cartoon to Frank. To I, I, I couldn't believe it, honest. I couldn't believe it. Did you feel like you were part of the. I did part after that. The, part with the boys? I did. But it's a lovely place, Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> Still 16, though, then? I'm trying, I'm trying to picture it I think all. I, I, put think it all I, together. I think I was. I think I was. Uh, but I signed, then the sign as a year early. I was only a. So you're still Prentice. halfway through your YTS and then yeah. they give you a contract? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I did. But, so uh, you must have been flying. flying. Mm -hmm. Did you have the self-belief, though? Did you, did you know you were I was, doing well? I was confident. I was full of confidence. I was... Um, Bob, Bob was the manager, Bob Stokoe. He was managing Newcastle. Arthur Cox was his assistant. It was Stan... And there was um, Stan Turner. Stan Turner, and there was Martin Harvey. So there was the gaffer and Arthur onto Stan and Martin, head tennis. We were watching all the apprentices standing in the corner watching. Did it every dinner time. <clears throat> and Stan used to stand right on the net. Martin used to kick, lob the ball over to him, and Stan used to just dink it away. So they, they couldn't get it, and he, he would give it the big and Stan. 
the alley shuffle and all that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was giving it that. And he, thinking, oh, you could see the gaffer's face. I'd see it. <laughs> Kept on doing it, dinking it over. Boss gaffer couldn't get it. All of a sudden, the ball's dinked off from Martin to, to stand. He's just about, and he's the gaffer, runs from the back of the court. Buff! Back of the head. head <laughs> Laid him out. Don't you ever take the piss out of me again. <laughs> I thought, what's going to happen here? <laughs> Stan just, I think he was caught, and, and Bob was, and the gaffer was caught. Stan just got up, and they carried on playing. <laughs> as hard as nails. He stopped being cocky like after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, he's just got up hard as nails, man. So what age were you when you actually made your debut then? 18, 17, 17? So obviously Bob left and um Jimmy Adamson. Jimmy Adamson. He came in. And uh <clears throat> I was in the changing rooms and then because the first thing got changed it was in in different room and the young pros and princes got changed in the other one. And somebody came out, I think it was one of the pros, he says, you better go and have a look at that team sheet <clears throat> in our dressing room. So I went along and I had a look and I'm playing. Number nine against Norwich. I was bloody hell. So I was, I was only 17. So Jimmy had come in and he'd, he'd had a look at me because they were struggling, Sunderland, were, to score and they were low. Where was Sunderland at this point? They were low bottom. Bottom six and struggling. Which league? They're not going to be the first first, first division. division. So yeah, equivalent uh -huh. the Premiership. Premier yeah. So it was against Norwich, <clears throat> and I played six games, and I did everything but score. I was hitting the bar, I was hitting the post, but I was running. I, I just my control was good. I was turning. I, I felt confident. And then he after six he said, things weren't happening. We were still but near the bottom. And he says, "Alan, I'm gonna." not going to play because I need to protect you from him. And I think it was it worked the other way. I think if he kept us in the, in the team, I was, that, I was playing well. You know, we played Leeds. Was the third, I think Newcastle was the second game I played. Then Leeds, where, I mean, Eddie Gray and all them were playing. And I went to where the court there, Martin, Harvey, and I like clean my own boots. I was cleaning my own boots, dubbing them. You know, but when the club got them, they just use a metal brush and you had holes in them and all sorts. <laughs> I said, can I take my me, me boots home there? You look after them, you know, clean them, put dubbing on. He says, aye, go on then. So I went home. I had to get the bus to Park Lane from Easington. Got the bus from Park Lane, to which was Ricky's Calf at the top, the top of Roker Park, where all the players used to eat, Ricky's Calf. And I'm walking down with the fans. And it dawned on us, left me boots at home. Oh no. And he, I tell, I was sitting myself, I tell Martin, he says, You're waiting off it. And it was difficult in them days to find another pair of boots. Not like now, because <clears throat> everybody just had one pair and managed to dig one out for us, but he, obviously he never let us do that again. <laughs> <laughs> they were at size 14. <laughs> <laughs> you, you said that that second game that you played was Newcastle. What would numbers, do you know what numbers would have been like then? Oh, oh I thought it was 30, 40,000 to 40,000. Wow. What about that picture? There's a picture yeah. and I'll, I'll, I'll send wow. you it. And you're, on, you're just about to take uh -huh. kickoff, aren't you? Were you at Newcastle then or Sunderland? It was at Sunderland. Sunderland. And in the background, half of it was Sunderland fans and the other half's Newcastle fans just rammed 
and they're uh, trying to get at each other, aren't they? Well, you've got a, the, at Roker. I'm not sure where one, it is. You've got, what, I think it'll Roker, be, is that, it was the Roker end, and you've got me in the forefront here, and a picture of all the fans, so just separated by a row of place. And it was it's a good picture. Oh, it's it? unbelievable. So, you, so we text you right after six games. And that was it. I think I started uh, believing I was the, the real deal. I started <clears throat> probably not training as hard. I was eating stupid stuff. And the team started to do really well. We had some great results. I think beat West Ham 4-1. I think beat uh, Middlesbrough 5-1. Things started to go well. When did you get your first goal? Uh, I think it was against Fulham. It was a, a, a snot ender and all. Just... Rolling across the six-yard box, and I dived in and slid it in, and couldn't catch us like. <laughs> Honest, I ran from the roker end to the full end. <laughs> Honest, I, on the paddock, I was smiling at them. I got to the full end, give them a wave. I was knackered. <laughs> but I was assuming was that like a couple of years later? Oh, yeah, probably. I've, I've, probably I've got yeah. here in like what? Probably yeah, 78, yeah, no. 79, uh, 14 appearances. So you've uh, doubled your appearances and getting a few goals. Uh -huh. And then 79, 80, it just kicks on something not right. What was it going um... are we Are we throwing you off with the questions? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Come back to the script. It's like an afternoon. Right. Like you, well you might as well just do it. <laughs> no, I, I, honestly, it's, it's true. I can't... Fit it all together, you know, the the, the timeline. And, yeah. When did you feel like you were really kicking on? I never really did. It, it, at Sunderland, I... You've got that 79, 80, 13 goals in season, uh -huh. 40 appearances. That's kicking on. Uh -huh. Was that the uh, in the Wrexham? Was that when you, oh, you we, started uh, your promotion? Yeah, we scored. Wrexham scored... Uh, to make it one nil, it was horrible. The pit, uh, pitches in them days were terrible in the summer. And I was being out, honestly, I was being out my ass. The crowds were unbelievable. Sunderland fans just took practically the whole stadium, you know. What wrecked them? Uh huh. And um, I thought, oh, we're not going to get it. Like, we needed a win. And we needed another result to go for us. Was it Stoke? Stoke against somebody anyway. We, um, was it Wilf scored the equaliser? Scored the equaliser, and then <clears throat> last couple of minutes, Wilf hits a cross-field ball to Wayne Edwards, so he heads it down, I run onto it, knock it in. Unbelievable scenes, the fans, and it was brilliant. And then final whistle, I get carried off. Fans ran on the pitch, carried us off. But what happened, I go in the changing rooms, and you expect everybody be where everybody's head was down and I thought, bloody hell. Where it happened, Stoke had, had scored or equalised. They oh. only needed a point in the last minute. You know, it, it would have taken yeah. time for the message we, we'd to come through. We'd have gone up, but oh. didn't happen. So, Have I showed you the video of it? The fans know. behind the goal. Is that like the highest the highest you've ever felt and then Yo. the lowest you've ever felt yeah. within the space of five minutes? Unbelievable. Carried off the pitch, you know, the... And obviously, I was five minutes after everybody else. Yeah. But as soon as I saw the lads, I knew no. something had happened. You've always got that, though, haven't you? Mm. You've always got the old carried off the pitch one. Yeah. I've never been carried off the pitch. <laughs> Come on, there's not enough, <laughs> <laughs> never enough. Never enough crowd, to be fair. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> Any more crack with Stan? Turnant? No. No more stories about Stan. Got one, uh, Johnny the physio. Johnny Watters was our physio. I remember uh, I went up for a ball in training at Clayton. You, you had to take, you took your cars up to Clayton, you got changed at Roger Park and you had to drive up to Clayton in your own car and then train. You used to go up and there's Joe, Joe Bolton. He always used to get up an hour, half an hour earlier. He had whippets and he had his wellies in there on and he used, to, used to train his whippets up there before training. Then he used to stick his boots on Take the whippets in the van, then train. But I remember going up and somebody gave us one right in the temple, right in there. And I went down and I felt crap. And I was saying, I kind of gone on like this, I don't feel good. So they said, all right, get yourself away down to Roker Park. So I had to drive my car down to Roker Park, say Johnny. So I've gone in, I'm feeling lousy. And I said, Johnny, I've just getting one in the side, I feel terrible. But Johnny, was a character, just storyteller, one after stories all the time. So he said, right, just take a seat, son. I'm, he was telling a story. A couple <laughs> of lads in getting trained. <laughs> just finish me, just finish me story. I says, okay, Johnny. So I'm sitting feeling crap. Honest, really bad, horrible. Finishes his story, he says, right. He takes his white jacket off, puts his, his dress jacket on. Right, we go off. So you're taking your life in your hands if, when you're getting into a car mind with, with Johnny. So we get, get in the car, which is right, son. Puts it in. Couldn't find the reverse gear. You know, I would... <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't got the gear. <laughs> he kept on going. He finally got it. Straight knee, mirror, indication. Straight out, reverse. Woof. Turns it. <laughs> in the first, second. <laughs> in the third. <laughs> no fourth. <laughs> All of, he says, right, son. Right, son, I need to go and do a couple of messages at Seaburn before we go to the hospital. <laughs> so I said, is me, window open, being, wanting to be sick? I says, all right, Johnny. <laughs> Goes, comes into Seaburn, pulls in, front wheel on the curb, <laughs> stops. It's a, he's either parked on yellow lines or it was a bus stop. So he goes, he says, I won't be long. And he's smoking his pipe, he smoked a pipe. So he's smoking a pipe in the car when I'm... <laughs> Absolutely ill. <laughs> you know, I won't be long. About 10, 15 minutes later. I've, by this time, I've got the window. I'm, I'm be now being sick. He comes back. He says, that, that's me sorted. I'm getting a couple of bets on. And I've getting some uh, pies and sausage rolls from the bakery for me dinner. And I'm hang still hanging out the window. <laughs> he says, do you want a pie, Alan? I says, no, you just eat them, Johnny. And after that, I cannot remember a thing after that. I can't remember going to the hospital and I can't remember what the diagnosis was, what they said. If I, if I missed a couple of games, I just can't remember. I, th I think I was concussed, but I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you remember when we saw him? He was a guest of uh, Jeff Clark. Can you remember? Yeah. When he at the Stadium of Light. Uh -huh. And he must have been... Uh, how get, old would he have been then? It was when I, I think I was at Sunderland uh -huh. then. Pipe. And he, told, he probably told us that story, Pipe. And... He was a character, like. The stop, they had to stop players 
you had to be injured because players were going in just to listen to his stories. <laughs> Honestly, he's a great storyteller. You know, you could sit down and just listen to him all day. So they had to stop. There was that many players going in to listen to his stories. That had to be injured to get in anyway. <laughs> Some character. <laughs> <laughs> what happened with obviously Lone moved to Newcastle? Because mm-hmm. that there's not many who must have done it, and especially like you were saying, the crowds and the how it was at the time. Well, I played, I played against um, Newcastle at St James's in the. I played three or four times against Newcastle. That one I couldn't remember me on my second game. I can't remember a thing. But we played them in the League Cup. Uh, third round, scored in the last minute, equaliser. By all this time, I think the Sunderland fans had gone, thinking we were getting knocked out, but equaliser, extra time. But during that game, I felt my knee go. That was the beginning of the end for me. That, that, that was the knee that finished us. But I felt it go in that game. But I carried on, played extra time, penalty shoot out. Um, I scored the, th- the 12th, the 12th. And then a lad called Pearson used to be at Everton, centre forward. He played for Newcastle. He missed. So we won. Went through. And I'm walking off the pitch and the, the linesman, the, the referee, comes up to us. He says, Hi, Arlen, there's the, there's the ball for your hat-trick. I says, are you sure? He says, all right, that's a hat-trick for me. I says, all right. <laughs> so I carries it in. Obviously, beating Newcastle, St James, scoring two goals. I'm up, up here. Goes in, he's Frank Clark, the coach, who was the coach then. I don't think you like this at all. He said, what are you doing with that? I says, my the referee gives us hat-trick. Effing hat-trick, are you for real? Go back and give him that ball. From being up there, I was now down here. So I took it back, so I says, oh, he said it wasn't hat-trick. <laughs> <laughs> says, I'm not allowed it. <laughs> That's um, it's the thirtieth, Frank Clark. The foot in the thirtieth. <laughs> I remember there was a town played in Switzerland. Honestly, it must have been 90 degrees, sweet pre-season game. And I'm sweating, my body wanted water. Half-time came. I was straight into the shower room, head under the tap. He comes in, effing and blind, and I was you effing idiot. What are you effing doing? It's Frank Clark again. Uh-huh. Drag, probably dragged us away from the tap. You don't drink, it gives you cramp. Cup of tea. Cup of tea there for you. <laughs> So, yeah, I wanted water. But nah, in them days, water was bad for you. And then <laughs> the, the, the last one, that's why I, I definitely didn't like us. <laughs> we played Nottingham Forest at Roker Park. When Nottingham Forest, Peter Shilton was in goal, Larry Lloyd centre-half. And um, I always say to people, Larry Lloyd was, I rose above Larry Lloyd and knocked the header in past Peter Shilton. But I think it was Archie Gemmel who was a... Uh, who ah, I jumped. It. <laughs> <laughs> so 2-0 up at half time. Obviously, Frank used to play for obviously for Forest, left back. So buzzing. <clears throat> Second half, it's one of the best games I've, I've ever played. I got the ball on the halfway line, turned, carried it forward, beat another couple of men, got 30 yards out, hit the shot, woof! Peter Shelton just by picking grapes. <laughs> but the crowd were up. <laughs> the crowd were up and they went, come on and they came back twos each. I thought, one of my best ever games. Came off, sat down, he came again, come up to us. You, who do you think you are? Trying to beat the world's best keeper from that distance. Honest, absolutely crucified us. Again, I was up here, 
I left that dressing room down here. And would you take that home with you? Oh, definitely. But the thing is, I went home, your mum took us home, and I slept at your mum's, who were, weren't married then. I slept on the couch, but I never slept a wink because of my knee. I was in agony with my knee. Obviously done summit. And uh, she took the day off work, took us through to Walker Park. Again, jo Johnny in his car. <laughs> where he, he took us straight to the hospital this time. Took us to see the consultant. I mean, in them days, you just straight the front. I mean, a couple of months ago, I went to A&E. I was 19 hours I was waiting. <laughs> 19 hours. <laughs> straight to the front. So, yeah, right. Injects his cortisone. So that's going to get worse before it gets better. And it did. Considering I couldn't walk anyway. And uh, honest, by the Friday, I was training. Played on the Saturday. It took away the pain, but didn't take away the problem. My problem was still there. Yeah. I think I torn a, a ligament. And for all them years, over the years after that, my knee kept giving way. I was stretched off a few times. My knee would give way and I was stretched off, couldn't walk. But nobody looked at the at into us and I don't know if they had the facilities in them days, but... It's for a scanner out like that. And it was, um, I think it was when I was at, obviously went end up at Doncaster. Um, played down Redden, scored a trick. I was, I was playing really well. Played Plymouth on the Tuesday. It was lashing down with rain. I'm going, running across to cut the full back off. And, and then all of a sudden, before I knew it, I'm on, I'm on my back. Just in agony. Rain coming down. I was on the dog track. And my knee had snapped. My ligaments had gone all together. I think over the years, my ligaments were coming apart. But it had gone. Was surgery not a, a thing back then? When oh, you, when, it's, some, it's something though, you get a scan. I, I don't know. Although, I don't know. Just, is it just neglect? It, do you think? I think it was, the, it was terrible. Mm. But... Um, were there... Were, like you said, were there, were there any options to have sit? Like, would they, would it just be like, oh, inject it, give you this, give you that, just keep going? Well, when it obviously when it snapped, I went in for, they had a look at it, and that's when they told us it was your anterior cruciate ligament. He says you're going to need surgery, so they, they operated on it. But what they did, they put us in a full cast from your foot, up, a full cast, so I couldn't move my leg. The physio was a lad called Eric Brailsford, and he was the kit man at Leeds when Billy was there. Billy Bremner was the manager. And he, Billy brought him as physio to Donny. So he was the physio at Donny, from kit man to physio. <laughs> and, and what he was doing, he had his... <laughs> in, a film in there. A promotion, <laughs> that, isn't it? He had his <laughs> in the morning. To start with, just to... Me, I was doing all this, hundreds and hundreds, just lift my leg like that, full cast on. And then, afternoon, back... Do the same. Back for on the night, three times a day I was doing this. I was soul destroying. And over the period of weeks, he was putting sandbags on. Put one on, then he put two on. I was doing all this for all day. And I phoned, at the same time, Nigel Pearson. The, he, he ended up at, he was at Trewsby with us. And he ended up at Derby. And I heard that he'd had the same injury as me, so I phoned him up. I said, what they're, what they're doing here, Nigel? He says, oh, they've just, uh, they've put a, just to put a brace on, they've told us to, to try to keep moving it and um, just go away, just rest. 
for a couple of months. And you're lifting sandbags. And I'm doing this every day. I thought I, I don't stand a chance. And when they took, eventually took the cast off, my leg was still like that. So I was finished. It took us months to, to try and get it just a bit, you know. So you couldn't straighten your nah, leg? It was, I couldn't bend it. It was gone. Oh, sorry, bend it, yeah, sorry. It was gone. Uh, tried to come back. It wasn't any good. But, you uh, must have done it at Sunderland then. You yeah. Must, you must have torn it. and Yes, I did. And that, then it's finally definitely ruptured or whatever I, it done it. I think it's just some little tear or something. And over the years, it's finally snapped. Can you remember much about Pearson? Nigel played. I remember we played. Um, it was only seventeen. Nigel, we played. Obviously, gone to Shrews. We had had failed the medical, which I'll have to get back on. I've got a story about that. Right? Oh yeah. Um, I'd gone back to Newcastle to play. Arthur Cox was the the manager at uh, Newcastle, and Keegan had come. It was Keegan's uh, one of Keegan's first games. It was packed. There was a chance came came across. And I missed it. I, I was too slow and I didn't get it in. But the ball got knocked out and I was that angry with myself for missing it. The ball came across and I wasn't renowned for my head, but I only had eyes for that ball and I, boof, knocked it in. 1-0. <laughs> <laughs> it's a plot twist, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it didn't have a stud on his forehead. <laughs> I ran all the way to the box to know where Arthur was because I'd obviously failed the medical. And I was just shouting. You know, there's no wrong with me. I'm, you know, they've done us over like. What you see that that's where you feel the medical Newcastle. Feel the medical. Go, um, go back to when you signed. Can you remember what the fans were like, were you? Newcastle. So loan from Sunderland to Newcastle. So you the loan. I came, played against Charlton at St James. Been my first game, and uh, it was nil nil at half time. And I'm coming off, and there's a lot of young lads hanging over the the white it was like wire mesh tunnel. And the Newcastle fans, like, they did the spat arrows. <clears throat> Obviously, spat but, you. Oh, hi. Just youngins. Obviously come from Sunderland and went in. But full time, I was, I was had a great game and I'd scored. I think I'd scored one. On and, your debut? Oh, hi. And I, did I you have really any hesitation good. in signing when you knew they were in? On loan? Yeah. No. I wasn't getting a game. Did Durban, Durban didn't, couldn't stand us, Alan Durban. Right. And, um, and just to get that opportunity, yeah. did, did not even uh, come into your sudden, mind that I'm going from Sunderland to Newcastle. I couldn't. The intensity of the what, derby what, was, and everything. It was unbelievable. Like, and I did really well. I scored three goals in five games. If the managers had shook hands, they could have had us for thirty grand. You can have them for thirty grand if you. But because I'd done well, Sunderland, well, I want a hundred, hundred and fifty grand for him. Newcastle didn't have that money in them days. Yeah. No. So what they did, they sent us for a medical, which you never did, and not proper medicals in them days. Sent us down to Middlesbrough to see this consultant called Muckle. He'd written, he'd written a couple of books. It was that. Oh, he must <laughs> be good then. Top consultant. <laughs> so it sent us out David there. Williams has written some books. He's fucking busy. So I'm thinking, what have they sent us down here for? But. I knew they were. I knew they were going to get us, because when I was born with curvature of the spine, which caused us to have all my career hamstring problems. But um, my mum passed it on to me, and then when he, and Christopher went to Sunderland, I said that it was Jeff who was physio. I said, "Can you test? Can you give him a scan to make sure he hasn't got this condition?" Yeah, sure. So they did, and they came back. He hasn't. 
he found out years later he did have it, mm. which caused him a lot of problems in his movement and stuff. But fans don't say that. And uh, but I knew when he was at Norwich, that was what sort of game he was going to have. He was terrible. Couldn't run. <laughs> couldn't run. He couldn't. Uh, honest. <laughs> First five minutes, I thought, bloody, and the crowd were getting on his Get back. Down, <laughs> by this big back his back. <laughs> where's my mum? Curvature of the spine, man. Where's my mum's handbag? Yeah. <laughs> Cal- <laughs> curvature, calm down. Look at his spine. What the hell? Yeah. Look at it. It's grandma's fault. So. Oh, it was a bad days, Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> Probably worse than Blackburn. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah. that was it. Um, so you so you failed the medical at Newcastle, and, and then so just, the, the you're I knew, I was, I knew I was going to fail it, fail it, because it didn't tell us. I read it in the in the newspaper. Brown fails medical, so I read the papers that I'd failed the medical. I went back to Sunderland, played a couple of games. Uh, scored, um, and I trained hard that summer. I said, I'm going to get me players. I really trained hard. And you changed like your mindset when you know you talked about in them first couple of years. You were you started eating different, relaxing. I was, I was getting, you made it. I was I was getting after that Newcastle spell. More confident. I yeah. was getting more. I was fit. I was strong. Focused. I was getting more aggressive. Did you feel as though I'm a footballer? I'm starting. Yeah, starting to get there. Was I was a bit of a. Oh, I didn't know. Bit of a wimp, I suppose. I wasn't putting myself about, and but it was coming. Anyway, gets a call from Durban. Won't you go to won't Ian Atkins from uh, from Shrewsbury? Um, but they won't let him go. They want you. They'll only let him go for you, part exchange. So they've gone from what 150 grand for us to get into Newcastle to part exchange. Swap. So they they knocked me career up really. Do you think that's because the the debt shit from the Sunderland fans. I have fans. no idea. If, if you I've go to Newcastle, there's hell on, isn't there, uh-huh. with the Sunderland fans? Uh-huh. But from 100, 150 grand, I'm now part exchange. I said, no. I said, I've, tra- I've trained really hard. I did now. Trained really hard. I said, I'm going to get on that first team. Oh, okay. Um, don't know if it was later that day or I got a call from uh, Tom Cowie's secretary, the chairman. Uh, can you come down to the Roker Park? Um, Mr. Cowie wants a word with you. I said, oh, bloody hell. So I walked in, it was the boardroom, and I know straight away he was sitting, and there was another director sitting at the back, two one to one. I said, he says, um, I said, uh, Alan's had a word with you, the boss has had a word with you about we want Ian Atkins. I said, oh, I said, bro, I'm training really hard, I'm going to force me to win the terms. No. <clears throat> He says, I'm a very powerful man in football and in life. He says, I'll destroy you. He says, I'll, I'll make sure I'm very big in the footballing world. He says, I'll make every, sure everybody knows that you're a bad apple and you'll never play football again. By this time, my top lip's gone. <laughs> Honestly, I, I couldn't believe what? it. You're not mentioning all about my spine, <laughs> And I couldn't believe what I was hearing. He says, we want Ian, Ian Atkins and they want you. You're going. And I'll destroy, he did it. He said, I'll destroy you. That's as blatant as it, that's like bomb villain yeah. stuff. Oh, right? But that's why there was another director in there to my, my word against theirs. And so I went to, I went to him and phoned up uh, 
Uncle Keith and Uncle Colin. <laughs> get the, get boys the boys together. down. Twin, the twins. <laughs> Put the cat down. Get in the, get in the boardroom. I think they used, All hell's going to break loose. They used to call them the twat twins. <laughs> <laughs> and we went, went to the Barnes Hotel, didn't we? And just got... Honestly, I was angry and drunk all these pints. And then we went back to the... And I decided, I said, oh... I may as well go on. I may as well have a look down. Oh, so you've, you've gone on, on, you've gone on the gone piss on the and then thought, all right, I'll best go and sort so of meeting her. So I've had a drink. I said, the next day, I said, I'll, I'll have a word with the manager and have a look down with oh, Christopher's mum. So the booked a hotel for us, went down and uh, had a meal and then walked around the town. And I, it was beautiful. It was like Durham, Durham City. I thought, this lovely yeah, town, this, I think, yeah. I think I might give it a go. <laughs> I had no choice, really, didn't I? <laughs> I was going to say, really, no option, have you? No. <laughs> but you're telling yourself, oh, I'll go down, see what it's like. Oh, it's nice here, isn't it? Yeah. I can see you going to a few shops. Oh, my nice ass did drop out, like. <laughs> it did. It but, in, like you said, with a family, with kids and everything, and when you're being told that, uh -huh. you haven't got another option, have you? I phoned the papers up, actually. The Northern Echo and the, the, the Journal, but the one did nothing to do with it. It said he, he is a very powerful yeah. man. They, so wouldn't, the, they wouldn't write nothing. The powers there, that they, uh -huh. they know the influence. So, yeah. They won't yeah. put it in the paper. No. Nah. So that was it. Went to Shrewsbury and that was it. Obviously the bloody dressing room, I couldn't believe it, how bad it was. And It's bad that, isn't it? You know, the power that they hold over. Still the goes on, though. Can, oh, yeah. Still 100%. goes on. And I hadn't done a thing wrong. I was just an honest yeah. professional. I was. But, but like from turning that turning the bid down and all that, and basically like obviously you still live up in, in uh -huh. Sunderland. Pretty much ruined your career, didn't it? Uh -huh. Football club, uh -huh. obviously uh -huh. the one back then. Yeah, but they did. Like, they did actually fuck like uh -huh. fuck you up, didn't they? They did. They didn't want you. They didn't want Newcastle to have you. Exactly. But seeing that, and early, you're going to go wherever you're going to go, uh -huh. and we're going to. He's going to uh -huh. tell you, and you can't do uh -huh. f all about it. Is that that? Third round League Cup game against Newcastle. Um, we played West Ham in the fourth round. You know, and I've got none of these goals. If anybody uh, knows anybody that's got these goals, I've scored loads of good goals, but I haven't got them because I didn't have a tape machine in them days. <laughs> so we played West Ham. I was up against Billy Bonds <laughs> and Alvin Martin. And uh, another good game. And I was just one of them nights. And I, I went past the two of them. To give them 10 yards and pass them. I went, Phil Parks in goal. I think I went round him, went round him, knocked it in, one nil up. Anyway, they equalised ones each. Went to a replay, Upton Park, went down there again. I was, must have been 25 yards out, ball laid up to his chest, turn, left footed volley, past Phil Parks in the top right hand corner. Again, another blinder. <clears throat> they beat us 2 1. During that week, uh, Pop Robson, who used to be at West, he was at Newcastle, then you end up at West Ham, played at West Ham with Billy Bonds. Billy Bonds was his best mate. Pop pulls us during training and he came up and he says, uh, Brownie, how would you feel about going to West Ham? And I says, West Ham, London? He says, they've asked us, Billy's asked us to, go to ask you, they're going to make an approach if you want to go. My ass fell out. I said, London? Nature. <laughs> My mum and dad's away. 
Ah, nu mai dat ceva. Mi-e pasporul. Nu mă chem și te spăi. Ați văzut ce post office Probably feel medical anyway. So you just said, I don't, I don't fancy it. I took my ass fell out. Did they put a bid in? No, because I'd said no. No, straight away. If I'd said yes, they would have done. Oh. How things would have changed. Yeah. Where would have ended up? How many of your goals have you got? Like, have you actually got... A handful. Yeah. But I, saw, I scored some good goals. I scored a hat-trick at Roker Park. Got, I haven't got them. I scored a hat-trick down for Donny. Yeah. I haven't got them. Uh, scored, obviously, the two at Newcastle in the League Cup. I haven't got them. None. I've got nothing. We'll get them back anyway. Yeah, so we've got a lot well. of pulling football, Will. Then the only we? ones I've seen, the Wrexham one, uh, the Leeds one, Leeds, Leeds one, at right. home. Uh-huh. Yeah. There was a Cambridge one. And if anybody's got a copy of Fanny Chatter, I won't mind seeing that anymore. <laughs> Fanny Chatter? Is that the sequel? That's when stuff really gets injured. I bet you if you Google it, it's still on sale. You'll be able to buy it somewhere. <laughs> You'll have the T-shirt on next week. <laughs> 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 so did you did you settle down in Shrewsbury then? Did you did you yeah, like it down loved there? It. Yeah. Steve Grizovich, remember? Stor, Big Steve. Steve. He was um He can't have done very well with the ladies, can he? But down in Shrewsbury. <laughs> he was a lovely lad. <laughs> he loved playing up front. He, he never played in goal in train up front. He rattled a few feathers, mind. There's a few lads with with black eyes. He was up front and he Took it serious. <laughs> Buff. Honest. Loads of black eyes. But he, play, he was a good cricketer, fast bowler. And he played for Shropshire, Shropshire yeah, against did, uh, Somerset. So I went to sit, watch him. And he's opening. Viv Richards comes out. Eh? Viv Richard, Richards. <laughs> Oggy comes down. <laughs> but bowls him. All three stumps. <laughs> We Fuck were, you, bitch. We, 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 I think we probably went out and jumped on him. No ball. God. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. We were more disappointed than Oggy. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he had that record, didn't he? He played professional cricket whilst playing professional football. Like he had the record. Was, it, was it a charity thing? Or was no, it, it was a proper competition. Played, did it? it was a yeah. proper competition. But he I was, don't think uh, it would have been a no-ball me. I think the umpire would give Viv a chance. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure. Do you win two Welsh Cups at Shrewsbury? <clears throat> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, not in Wales, is it? I remember we... Uh, <laughs> they must have been in Welsh did, Cup. Did, did, they, they were in the, in the Welsh Cup. I remember it playing... right on border, aren't they? We play, I know we played Wrexham. I think this was the League Cup that beat us. I just joined... It was probably my first game, played away, got beat 1-0 in the first leg. Then we played the second leg at Shrewsbury. <clears throat> and you know, they've got a, um, a bloke who, who's got a coracle, you've got the river. So if the ball goes out of the, the stadium, he gets in and gets, collects the balls. <laughs> So we play. Oh, you're with these Christmas presents, <laughs> mate. Oh, but it's not, it's not, oh, but it's not, it's not a fast flowing river, you know, if it's that bottom end. Fucking hell. <laughs> so we play and we get, uh, we get a penalty. <clears throat> and all of a sudden, somebody at the barn shoves it, shoves it in my hands. I says, I don't take penalties. I'd only take the one in that. Newcastle yeah. thing. And that hit the underside of the barn, just made it. <laughs> I said, I didn't take penalties. And I'll turn the backs on his lap. So I was left with the ball. I said, 
Just put it down. Get your waders on, son. Yeah, exactly. That's where it ended up. <laughs> it did. It did. It ended up in the river. <laughs> oh, God. It turned out good because I scored and we won 2-1. Oh, well. It seems like you were happy, though. You yeah. Enjoying your football. I did. Nice. I loved it. How come you ended up leaving? I fell out with one of the players and um, it got nasty going into East. We're training in five sides and we're going out to practically cripple each other. So I've gone the transfer list. I thought they'd well, be queuing up together. Us. Deadline, dear. Nobody cared. Come in. <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? get me a job in that boat. <laughs> 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 We've got a kid, got a kid change over here. With the one seat paddle, with the one Saturday on, one Saturday off. Oh, and the deadline day, he's done. He come in for us. So we um, is that a drop down? It's in the fourth division. Yeah, the old fourth division from the obviously the old second division. It's the championship. Now I'm in the fourth division, and um, Billy Bremner was the manager. So it was all the shot. Never, never met the players. Gone the coach. That was the first time I'd met the players. And I got on the pitch. It was bloody again. That was I was bloody hundred degrees when I was playing. The ball was never hit the deck. I was just chasing it. <laughs> so I was in the. I thought, more of again. He said, "Ain't way, yeah." The game on the Saturday and the next Saturday was cancelled for some reason. I can't remember why. But we had York after that. <clears throat> so the gaffer. Organised a midweek game against a local lady, pretty Colby team, really. And it was their cup final, wasn't it? Yeah. Honest. They were coming in from behind and there was a couple of 50-50s. I saw that. You can have that. And I <laughs> pulled out, just keep myself right for the big game on Saturday. I came in at half-time and the gaffer Billy just absolutely hammered us. Came right into us. He said, you ever pull out a tackle like that again he says you'll never play for me really tore into us i said fuck you know so i i went out second half did i did, <laughs> did all right did all right <laughs> <laughs> i was scared see if i get nervous <laughs> i was dreading another 50 50. <laughs> anyway the game came york top of the table clash. top of the table great atmosphere the fans first ball John McPhail was the centre-half of them. Played Sunland. The first ball that came into my feet, honest, he must have... He started, started from my lower back, he stood. Try to straighten it out. He did straighten it up, didn't he? <laughs> he must have known about my curvature of the spine. <laughs> there was a weakness there. <laughs> All the way down, my, my leg. <clears throat> Never going about, you know. So I'm, uh, I'm lying and I'm, I'm getting up. And I look at I look across to the box, and Billy's looking at us, and I, I know what's gone through his head. He's thinking, "What you got for us, here, son?" And I stood up, and I had a blind eye. Honest, John couldn't handle. I honest, I had one of my best ever gave. I was he was trying to get the ball. I played at my feet. I was holding it, and I was talking to John. I remember talking to him, saying, "Come on, get get the ball off us." It was I was that good. <clears throat> Everything. We spared everything running on. Everything went right. 
I thought that's that's how the ones each had ended up. Came off, sat down, and he's Billy coming out with the horses again. Just held his hand, shook me hand. He says, "You do for me, son." And I thought him saying that to me, just honest from Frank Clark. But I was up there to down there. I was up here. Back up. When it hit somebody like Billy Bremner says that, and the times they used to pull us to one side, and he says, "Brown," he says, "Ah." I'm gonna love you. I love you. He says, I'm building my team around you. You might, you know. That fill you full just, of confidence. Yeah. He says, Oh, well, I was a million dollars. But uh, he was his training, all his training was was head tennis. And uh three hours of five aside. <laughs> Honest. It could be 20 goals down. He always always played. Uh next goal wins. <laughs> and then we'd score the next goal. No, our next goal wins. He never <laughs> lost. He was in, never on the losing side. <laughs> I was. How old were you then, Dad? I'd have been twenty-four when I joined. Right, but I was everything in the air. I was so you still got there. the best years out of you. Mm -hmm. But obviously, uh, that night against Plymouth, me knee, me knee went. And when was the only played, only played that? seventeen games for Donny. When was the Reading game? That was the next season. We got promotion. Because York went, what was champions? We got promotion. And then we started off the season. I can't remember the other games, but shit, I was on fire. Flying. I was. My, my fitness, I was getting stronger, quicker. And Billy Bremner behind you, filling oh, you full I, of confidence. Uh -huh. So when you when your knee went and like you went through with a with a with a cast and everything, was it was an all option that was it? You had to retire. With a club. I tried to, I tried to come back against Wolves. At, at Wolves and I, I did have a good game actually but during the game again I got pain and I scored I scored a goal and it was he ruled it offside but I, and you know when you're offside and I wasn't offside I scored he, he disallowed it but then my knee like, oh. I've got a video of that one <laughs> <laughs> The <laughs> <laughs> video of that one and one of all game stumps. <laughs> so but I felt something in my knee, I thought, oh so I came off and I said, the sum had gone. And they didn't really believe us, you know. I felt as if they would Brownie's just grit your teeth, man, and get on with it. But there was something not right. Anyway, I decided that's it. I kinda of play it like this. So I packed in. When I got in touch with the PFA, I said, the summit, I packed in, but the summit not right with me, me, me knee. So I went down to Catrick to a, the PFA, paid for it to have me an operation and look at it. And he said, what happened was my cartilage had gone as well. My cartilage had torn. But he said, you've got a knee of an 80-year-old man. He said, it's horrendous in there. And that's what finishes me. Ligament, obviously that, that thing I had on, that full casted, it destroyed you. me knee. So they said you had a knee of an 80-year-old And then nine years, years ago, I had my first, the first missy, the first grandchild, and I was had hold of her, and my knee went, and I fell with her. But I protected her, but I thought, bloody, and I kept on doing that. So I went back into hospital, and the, they had a look at it, and they went inside, and they cleaned it out. They said, it's, it's horrendous, you, you need a new knee joint. I thought, well, it only last, it only last 10 years. I was 50s, mid-50s or wherever. And I thought, I'll, and I started to do step-ups, hundreds of step-ups. 
squats. And I've got nine years out of it since uh, I went in there. And I think it's because I, I did that. I know, it, I know it is. To be fair, you're probably still on the waiting list. But just, <laughs> just, just check that out. Just, just waiting for the nod to go in for it doing. I'm going to have to get it done sometime. Like, but, uh, It'll have been them cortisones that started it. The, the injections when yeah. you... They, were, good, they were just a good painkiller. Brilliant painkiller. Because I, I couldn't walk. It's not good for you, is it? Yeah. So what did you do then when you, when you finished work? Uh, I went into pubs. What the footballers usually did in them days, we did a course, me and Christopher's mum, and then I took over a workman's. I worked for Whitbreads, but it was going nowhere. So I took over a workman's club in Easton. But in the meantime, I'd, um, I'd spoke to this lad about uh, the prison service. And I thought, really, I don't fancy it, but... I've done it, and I did 20 years in, in the prison. Enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Enjoy it. <clears throat> some good lads. The, the staff were some great staff. I was, I just like a laugh. I was a, even in the prison, I was a practical joke. I mean, yeah. I, was, I used to walk around putting. <laughs> Stand there, got with keys. No, <laughs> not, not today, not again. today. Not son. <laughs> I was putting, I was putting shoe polish on the, on the telephones. <laughs> Putting keys on a bit of fishing line. <laughs> <laughs> I was just a joke, I tell you. I, I caught me way through 20 years in the prison. <laughs> I bet you'd see I bet you'd seen some sights. I wish way. I'd written a book, actually. Like that muckle. I should have wrote, I should have wrote a book, shouldn't I? Could have been a physio now. <laughs> Could have been a consultant. <laughs> <laughs> so you did, you, you, you did drink a lot when you when you oh, retired. Oh, I did. When you uh -huh. I tell you what happened at the same time. Remember, remember Tommy Caton, centre half, young lad, Man City, big future. He finished his career very young. He was England. I think he played for England on twenty ones and that. He, his career was over as a young, and I'm sure he he took his own life. Mm. And I, I cut that out of the paper and I, I hung it up in, uh, in, in my living room. And I'm thinking, I know how, how we feel. I felt that, that's how low I felt and, and really depressed and taken sad. Away. It was taken away 26, you know. It was a, a, a really, a really um, um, upset us that I, I, my career was only packed, well, packed in when I was 26. Mm hmm you know, because it was starting to take off and I was enjoying my football and it did, it did upset us, like. So, obviously you've been a footballer. Were you keen for the big man to, to, to go into it? Not really, never. But we, all, we, we used to love it, didn't we? We used to love, love it playing and when we were growing up. Oh, aye. Like I said, I mean, Anthony tried. Oh, Steve was a canny footballer, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's why, you know what you were saying about me grandma going? I think that's why I, I get the fans having, having goals with players. But, you know, like, when it's your own family and you think, oh, bloody hell, my mum. My mum can't even go to the game. I think that's stuck with me. And just think, how, how would they feel if it was their son, daughter? Mm. Were you ever in the crowd when Chris were getting some oh. stick? What was the one at Blackburn when it was... I don't even think we played 10 minutes, had we? And was, was, he had to hit the ground running. When he went to Blackpool, Blackburn, obviously he played for Preston for a start, but he needed to 
to be good and just never worked. Mm. The, the hate, honest, it was horrible, horrible, nasty. And, but he obviously he was struggling with his injuries. Yeah. And um, the crowd don't say that, you know. Did you ever feel like reacting? No, not really. You know, you've got to, they pay the money to get in to support the, the club. Or, but they're not, to me, they're not supporting it if they're, they're criticising all the time. And some go just, they're, they're probably the wives have been on them all week, giving it that and, you know, <laughs> henpecking the, them. Then the frustration. They've got the match to, to get that frustration out. <laughs> you took the brunt of it. <laughs> Thirty thousand pound wives. It's all on your shoulders. <laughs> just, walk, just walking down the stadium. How's the wife been? Not great. Yours? Not <laughs> great. I tell you who's having it. That fucking brown. Are we, are we all together, lads? <laughs> Attack! <laughs> oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about how I got me moved to Donny the first time. No. So I met the um, Donny were in League Two, and the assistant manager came to reserve game. And straight after the game, he must have made the phone call back to the chairman or whoever. And as soon as the Donny chairman found out I was Alan's son, he went, "I haven't seen him play. I don't know what kind of player he is, but get the deal over the line." <laughs> And he absolutely and loved it, didn't he? John, John Ryan, this and is. you played a few games for Sunderland by this time. I, it was reserves. So no, you not, not no. made the debut for Sunderland? No, I was right. just playing in the reserves. It was it was the season after I did I did my knee, so I was just coming back. Mm-hmm. And I think even the assistant manager was a bit, like, shocked. He was like, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but the chairman wants the deal done. And I thought, oh, he must have been impressed. <laughs> but it was only when I met him on the Friday night that all he wanted to talk about was you. <laughs> he did, he did. If that if bloody he, nepotism again, eh? If it were perfectly really honest, head. If, if John Ryan would have been perfectly honest, he wanted to fucking sign you. <laughs> <laughs> How's your dad? Every time, so I, even when I left Doncaster. How's your dad? How's your dad doing? So was John Ryan him. your chairman then? No, it was just a fan. He been a fan. was just a fan growing up, probably watching me dad. Yeah. I can't right. remember but the But he was, he was his hero. Now. He was, uh, he was a nice bloke, like. Did, did you not have to have a word with you, you know, with the, uh, with the hey, paintballs? Ball, yeah. and... mm. You try and... <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this. Let's what, get it went... Let's <laughs> get it out. <laughs> I, I went down the cop shop. I was knocking on the door to get the one there is in. I wanted an explanation. The one there is in. I was knocking on that, that copper's door. Down there. Where was it? Uh, down there. It weren't that Pennywise. same copper Southwick. I thought you were shit. Southwick. Right? Southwick, yeah. That's unbelievable. This, this politician was on the telly, on, was on Look North, <laughs> with a gap, just like a ball bearing gun. <laughs> Honest, a proper ball bearing gun that would kill somebody. And she was saying, this is what they've used. It was a Ben's toy. It was a Ben's <laughs> toy, not to be sold to children under three years old. A plastic toy. <laughs> and she's got this ball bearing gun. This is what they were using. <laughs> like like Swordsnigger. <laughs> They were firing at pedestrians for this. <laughs> it would have killed them, killed somebody if it hit them. It was a Bairns plastic gun. You had a very similar career um, map, if you will, in one way, with the knee going, falling out Sunderland, with Sunderland a little Doncaster. bit, moving down, going back to... Curvature of the spine. Same, curvature of the spine. <laughs> <It's> hereditary. <laughs> Pornos. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> At least Big Al just watched him. He didn't put it up. He went up production team. <laughs> <laughs> Did that just come to you? Or like, no, that just come to you. <laughs> but was it the same injury that you both got? Mm, cruciate, eh? cruciate, yeah. But obviously, it was, was like it was on about with a straight leg. As soon as I had the op, they got, they got us in a machine that just kept my leg going all night. So completely just different. completely different. But there's there's well, loads. He went, went down to Bradford first to see what the top consultant apparently in England, who wrote, wrote a couple of books, <laughs> and he uh, broom on the broom. Me, me and his man went down, got driven down, and he went. Ah, uh, oh, I'm sorry, but your your creek would be over. And I don't think there's much. It's obviously there was more damage than we thought, and. He said, well, we'll operate, but, you know, you've got to think that your career's going to be over. And I, honestly, I cried all the way back from Bradford. Were you more disappointed at that or your own? Your own, yeah. Um, and obviously different time frames and, and that. And... Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, this was a nothing, wasn't it? You, you five, first five minutes, you mm. just went down and, and you start waving at the physio. Three pops. Uh, Three pops in my knee. I was on the bloody dog track, screaming. You were probably lucky that you were at Sunderland and not at... Oh, 100%. We got, uh, ba- we, Bales, we, we got back and um, Howard Wilkinson called us down the ground with his, his your mum and yourself. Uh, Steve Cotron was there, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. And they said, we we think very highly of your, your Christopher. He says, we're going to send them to America to see Stedman. And I said, right, uh, and I'd never heard of him, but anyway, he went, and he went in, and he said, who's put that, uh, I don't know whether he had a bandage on or a bracelet, who's put that on? He says, oh, it must have been the consultant at Bradford. He said, take it off. He said, I would have operated tomorrow, but I needed you to get full flexion, bend, uh, before I operate. And he said, uh, and then you start say, telling him that, oh, they've said, I'm finished over there, I'm and they start laughing, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Laughing and saying, I'll have you back in seven months. That must have been absolutely amazing for you to hear. You know, going through what you'd gone through uh-huh. that had ended your career uh-huh. and knowing the pain that it caused and mm-hmm. the stress that it caused to yourself. Mm-hmm. And then we're all dads, you know, you don't you don't want your kids to go mm-hmm. through any pain that you've gone through. To hear that, mm-hmm. do you know what, we can turn this around, must have been unbelievable for you to hear. It was. I'm sure we, Darren uh, Goff was where you wasn't he? Darren, Darren Goff was Goffer. over there. They got the cricketer. But I'm sure he's. I think the words were exactly the same as what they said to you. It'll get worse before it gets better. Yeah. Uh huh. And I think that, that was your response. Oh, they said that to me. Anyway, enough about me. Tell us about the time he got left in Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> we missed some bits then. <laughs> I don't know if it's accidentally on purpose or what. Aye, <laughs> so I was at some. We, we travelled down to we playing Sheffield, no, playing Stoke. So we're on the bus and the weather's ter- snow, terrible. So we had to call in at Sheffield. Couldn't get any further. Booked into a hotel. So game was cancelled. <clears throat> so lads out on the lash. Now I don't think whether I don't think there was any cards in them days or, but it was all cash. So went 
obviously the pubs, knocking the pints back, having a good time. Gets back, gets back to the hotel, gets up the next morning. I'm one of the first ones down for breakfast. Have me breakfast and there's odd ones coming in. So I finish up. I thought, I, mean, I need a dump. I've got time, I've got time, plenty of time. So I had a dump and <laughs> got me case, went down. And you know when you get that feeling? You're looking around, there's need. So where's, that? where's everybody at? Is anybody eating breakfast? I says to the reception, I says, where's the uh, the team? He says, oh, they've just gone. I said, what? I ran out. And he's the bus just leaving the car park. <laughs> I chase it for it, goes out away. If I'd known, somebody tell us that it got out of the hotel and stopped 20 yards up the road so Johnny could get his tobacco for his pipe. <laughs> <laughs> if, I'd carry, if I'd carried on, the bus was there. But I went back and I was thinking, I've got no money. I'd spent all my money on drink. <laughs> you didn't like running, did you? Knee card, knee card. <laughs> I thought, what the hell am I going to do? And I'm explaining to the reception. I says, they've left, they've left us. I'm, I'm <laughs> they've left me. I've got no money. And I says, that's how popular player I am. <laughs> I says, they're, 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 they're lovers at Sunderland, right? Somebody, then I heard somebody had shouted, uh, Brownie's asleep on the, in the back seat. When they were doing a count, <laughs> Brownie's asleep on the back seat. Brown, yeah, brown, yeah, yeah, fucking, yeah. Anyway, I'm explaining to the reception, and then all I heard was, uh, "Excuse me, could I, could I help you out?" And I, I could give you some money to, to help me out. And I turned round, and it was uh, Marty Kane. You remember Marty Kane, comedian? I'll have to go away. <laughs> 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 she was a comedian. Oh, she was. She was a comedian oh. in the seventies, eighties. Now Ginger, bonny lass, but she, I think she passed away very young. But she was offering us money to help us out. You know, I says, "Oh, you're all right." It's, I think they might get us sorted. <laughs> it was Ken Knight. And Ken Knight obviously lived in Sheffield, and he was on the phone to them. I think I don't know how the. Anyway, he was on the phone to them, and uh, he says, "Give him." I think he said, give him 20 quid. Give him 20 quid. So I got 20 quid. I had to get a ready taxi and get it. Got, all the prices were cheaper then. I went to the, the train station and uh, wasn't thinking. Bought some magazines, not porno magazines. <laughs> well, they might have been. <laughs> and I thought, what are you doing? I spent... So I had to take them back. Get a, get a <laughs> I, didn't have, I didn't have enough money. <laughs> I've got, take, what, honest, I've got a twenty. Uh, I've got a ticket. I'm gonna get some reading material. <laughs> honest, they give us twenty quid. <laughs> Spend it all before you go. I've got a ticket, and it, it wasn't just uh, a straight train from there up to Sunland. I got at least six trains. <laughs> I had to get off, get on another one. <laughs> you need some to read for that. I got told <laughs> it was on Radio Metro. Alan Brown's been seen in crew. <laughs> getting on the train and honest. He's been seen getting on the train and crew. With a razzle under his arm. Honestly, we're following me uh, me path. <laughs> but the didn't know that's how that's how popular I was. They didn't realise I was missing till Scotch Corner. <laughs> Somebody said, uh, where's Brownie? <laughs> 
Oh, not only I didn't have enough money, got to Sunderland bloody train station, had to walk, I had no money for a taxi, all the way down to Roker Park, and there it was, my little fiesta. I had a little fiesta in them days. How long did it take you? All day. All day. <laughs> <laughs> Unless the, slow, the snow melted before my eyes. <laughs> It was all white when it was all white. It was all white when it first started. Then it wasn't white. <laughs> the fiesta went through it, no problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Best ever fancy dress star, the Blackpool one. Was it Kenny Everett? Oh, I would know. That was Blackpool I. Kenny Everett, unbelievable. Honest, I was going through. Best ever performance. Well, I was going through divorce at the time. Right. So what you do, you go to Blackpool for stag dues. <laughs> and I put this Kenny Everett uh, suit on. I was a, obviously a man, but I had a good old man's mask, didn't I? And a trilby. And I was a man suit at the front. And I had stockings and suspenders <laughs> and a bra strap at the back. And I said, the, the, the women, honest, unbelievable. Dancing all, all day and coming up to us. I had a couple of cigarette butts uh, stubbed out on my ass. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Walking through the town, somebody stubbed a cigarette on my ass. <laughs> but we'd been, one of the lads um, came on the bus. He says, Get one of these lads. And they were poppers. I'd never seen them before. So just, just sniff it. Oh. Sniffing them all afternoon, laughing and sure, unbelievable. So <laughs> shit to a lot dance floor. At the end of the day, <laughs> mate, one, of the, one of the lads was a group of lasses across the road, and he went across. He says, "Come and have a come and meet me, mate. Come and have a look." And they're the, the looking the scene us with me. Cut, and they were all out. Come yeah. All of a sudden, I farted, and I shit myself. <laughs> It was running down my stock around my stockings. It apparently these poppers relax your sphincter. <laughs> and that's what happened. And I was aware when I did this thing. Hi, here you are. Still rapid. <laughs> I was still quick, like. They'd have found you like bloody on some grateful. Bloody drips <laughs> on it. Well, I went straight into the shower, got the guest house in the shower, cleaned up. The knee and the spine were fine. Straight back out. Oh hi. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Believe it or not, he hasn't slept since Thursday. It's Tuesday, two Tuesday today. Up, two o'clock last night, I woke up. I was just thinking about all this, my script. Little stories. Honest, I was going through my stories. <laughs> I'm glad, so glad it's ended up in shit. <laughs> just ended up with a shit story, just to, just to top it off. <laughs> oh. never, that, the look you give us when we try to ask a question that just diverted you away from your script. Well, I was well aware now, I'm thinking of it. It's not in my script, that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. No, yeah, I enjoyed top, that. Man. Thank you very much. Yeah, Thank cheers, you. you can relax now, there. Yeah. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.